Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Sadly, the news is now reporting that there's a new strain of the COVID-19 virus that is considerably more contagious. This is causing government health officials to advise immunocompromised people to take a third dose of the vaccine. Yet Pfizer, the manufacturer, has not even approved this third dose of the vaccine. Well, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 11th, 2021. True story times two happened twice in the period of two weeks. Locally, someone goes into the doctor's office. First thing they're asked, have you been vaccinated? No. Why not? Because. Well, <laughs> and I mean, they were just demonized, criticized, ostracized, all the sized. <laughs> One doctor even said, I'm not going to go a hundred miles on the H3 and drive and endanger other people's lives, to which the patient responded, excuse me, you've been vaccinated? Yes. Well then what's the problem? Well that's not the point, he said. Oh it's not? Wait, you You got the vaccine because you believe it will protect you. I haven't got the vaccine. Aren't you protected from me? Wait, stop, Pastor. You're making way too much sense. Okay, we got a problem. Well, not we, they have a problem. Because they have all these vaccination centers and sites. And they got all these vaccine supplies at the ready. All right, line up. Nobody's lining up. Come on, get your shot. Nobody's coming. Well now what do we do? Well, let's shut the vaccination sites down and let's just go door to door. If we can't get them to come here (laughs) to get the shot, we will go there and give them the shot. I read one report 
where they will have a, quote, health official at the ready to give the shot on site at the door when they go door to door. Wait a minute. So why are you doing that? Because everybody has to be vaccinated. Okay, bear with me. Appreciate your patience with me. Why does everybody have to be vaccinated? Because if everybody's not vaccinated, then nobody is safe. Wait, that contradicts what you just got done telling everybody. No, we all have to get vaccinated. Well, I'm not going to get vaccinated, and neither are half of the population, let's say again. Okay. Well, we're going to have to come up with a variant. Are you with me? What do you want to call it? Eh, Delta. Sounds good. (laughs) Don't read too much into that. I already have, but and I think there's a couple of others as well. I forget the name of the other one. And here's the thing, you know what's interesting, is they're not blaming the ineffectiveness of the vaccine that they touted as being 94.6%. I mean, just pull a number out of thin air, that's how effective it is, I guess, that week anyway. They're not blaming the vaccine they're blaming those who have not taken the vaccine, so-called. It's your fault. If you would have got vaccinated, we wouldn't have had the Delta variant. Wait, what? It's my fault. Yeah. If you would have got vaccinated, we wouldn't have had the variant. Listen. I'm sorry I'm yelling. Actually, I'm not sorry I'm yelling. It's what I do. (laughs) It is a custom in my country. (laughs) So you're going to blame (laughs) this twice as contagious variant on those who remain unvaccinated? Yeah. Man, you must really want this thing in me. You must really want me to roll up my sleeve and take the jab. This brings up another question of why another booster shot? I mean, my goodness, how many booster shots do you need to have? What is going on here? This last week I tried to carve out the time to go through all the material online members sent me concerning what's known as graphene oxide. This just came out last week. 
numerous reports that researchers in Spain acquired a vial from Pfizer and ran an analysis on it. While I have yet to vet the credibility of this, they found that it contains this graphene oxide, which is a poison that causes inflammation, especially in the lungs and heart, as well as, get this, a loss of smell and a loss of taste, among other things. Also, it's believed that these graphene oxide nanoparticles become magnetic when they reach the same temperature as the human body. Now why do I even mention this? I mention this for a couple of reasons, one of which is that I hope that you can do your own research on this. Because think about this, if this is true, and it may very well be, then it not only explains everything, but the implications of it are profoundly prophetic. We've included the link online on the website to this post by Nexus Newsfeed for those who are interested. And, and pastors don't want to talk about this. Do you realize the ramifications of this? So it's increasing now, but on a weekly basis we get inundated with emails and posts and questions and requests. People all over the world some of them just email us what's going on, where they're at. And I have to tell you that to say it's heartbreaking would be a gross understatement. We also get a number of people who say, you know, I wish I would have known this before I got the shot. Now what? We also get people who say, I had to, I had to. There was no way that I was going to be able to provide for my family, because they were threatening my livelihood, my income, my employment. I had to. And this is why I wanted to sort of turn this corner lest one give way to hopelessness and despair, especially those who have already taken the jab. I want to remind you of and encourage you with Psalm 91. Might I trouble you to turn there in your Bibles? You can follow along with me. This to me is one of the most powerful psalms in the entire book of psalms. 
It's also one of my favorite. And it's my sense, as the Holy Spirit directed me to this psalm, that there's a word here from the Lord to you, to me, concerning this. Beginning in verse 1, the psalmist writes, He who dwells, can you just hang on to those three words right out of the chute, just for a moment? I want to come back to them. It's going to be germane to our understanding of this psalm. He who dwells. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday, nor that knock on the door. No, that's not in the, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help myself. It's a, verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. And I love verse 8, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Ah, God's going to have the final word. Verse 9, here it is again. Because, key word, you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. He who dwells. Again, hang on to it. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague, plague, come near your dwelling. For He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Does that sound familiar? It should. Luke's Gospel, chapter 4. Satan 
misquoted this verse when he tempted Christ. Come on, throw yourself off the pinnacle of the temple there in Jerusalem. Has he not said that he will give his angels charge concerning you, and lest you dash your foot against a stone? And Jesus answered, how? With the word of God, the sword of the Spirit. It is written, thou shalt not test the Lord thy God. Maybe this is as good of a time as any to mention maybe for somebody here or somebody watching online that not only is greater that's he that's within us than he that is in the world, but if we will but resist the devil, he has to flee. Maybe I need to take that just one step further. Over the years in my own struggles and just the spiritual warfare, sometimes the intensity of which is just off the charts. I have found that even vocally, out loud, saying and even singing the name of Jesus, he can't stand it. He can't stand it. And so I, I praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that, thank you, Jesus, that Satan is a defeated foe. And then I recount audibly the promises in God's Word. <laughs> You're going to get it, man. I can't wait. You who deceive the nations, I've actually um, requested a front row seat so I can watch Satan be cast into the lake of fire for all of eternity and his demons with him. That day is coming. God said it and that settles it. He's a defeated foe. He does not want you to know that though. He wants you to think that his power is equal to God's. It's not. He wants to deceive you and have you believe that he is the opposite of God, the counterpart. He is not. He is a created being. He is not omniscient or omnipresent or omnipotent. I like how one said it, the devil is God's devil. And he can do no thing until God says, okay, I'll let you do that. Ask Job. Actually, ask Peter too. Remember that account? When Jesus says to Peter, hey Peter, come here, I, I need to talk with you about something. What? What, Lord? Well, the other day Satan came to me and asked for permission to sift you as wheat. If I'm Peter, I'm like, you told him no, right, Lord? <laughs> no, not exactly. I, I gave him permission. Why? Why would you do that? Oh, because 
in the end, it's for your good and my glory. The devil can do no thing unless God allows him, and God will never allow the devil to do anything unless in the end it's for our good and his glory. The devil serves his purpose. One last thing, I know it's way too early to say one last thing, but one last thing on this before we move on to the rest of the psalm. If you're experiencing said spiritual warfare, I would encourage you to get reacquainted with Ephesians chapter 6, a very well-known passage about the armor of God. And you put on that helmet of salvation to protect your mind from those thoughts that he tries to plant in there. You don't entertain them. You take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. You resist Him. You know, it's amazing, especially people who were into health, very careful about what we put into our bodies. As you can tell, I don't, I'm not careful at all, but <laughs> so careful. I'm not going to eat that. That's bad. Well, how about the things we let into our minds? The breastplate of righteousness that protects the heart. The shoes of the gospel of peace. That steady, fixed on you and you, Lord, as we just read in Isaiah on Thursday nights in our study through Isaiah. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, immovable. There's one part of the armor that doesn't get a lot of press. It's the belt of truth. It should. You know why? Because it holds everything together. The sword, the shield, we'll come to the shield in a second, but everything is held together by the belt. How appropriate. The truth holds it all together. Who's the truth? Not what's the truth. Who is the truth? Jesus. Jesus is the truth. The way, the truth, and the life. The shield of faith, I, early on in my walk with the Lord, I I always kind of wondered about where Paul says, above all, take ye up the shield of faith. I'm like, wow, is that like the most important part of the armor, above all the other pieces of the armor? No. What he was saying was this, you take that shield as they would in warfare in that day, in the spiritual sense, the shield of faith, and you take it up and you lock it tongue and groove in with your comrades, your fellow soldiers. And in so doing, you create an impenetrable fortress with which to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. 
With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.